Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, quick heads up before we get to today's episode. This episode had a few audio issues. Uh, our guest had some problems with his mic. Uh, we did our best to make things sound as good as possible, even things out, but you will probably notice things aren't as good as they usually are. Apologize for that, uh, but on to the show. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. A lot of us have niggling bodily pains, a bum knee, a tight hip, an achy back. My guests would say that the cause of those maladies, as well as the cure, can likely be traced to a common source, your posture. His name is Vin Pham, and he's a physical therapist and the author of Sit Up Straight, Future-Proof Your Body Against Chronic Pain with 12 Simple Movements. Today on the show, Vin explains the problems that can arise when we don't stand and sit properly and simply sit too much in general, and how these problems can be prevented by practicing good posture. He explains what good posture looks like when you're sitting and standing, and the cues that'll help keep your body well aligned. Vin shares the ideal ratio of sitting to standing to aim for throughout the day, and a better way to hold your phone so you don't get something called tech neck. Vin then walks us through some exercises you can do to address physical issues you may already have, from tight shoulders and hips to lower back pain. After the show's over, check out our show notes at awim.is slash posture. All right, Vin Pham, welcome to the show. Hi, Brett. How are you? Doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Well, hey, it's a pleasure. Uh, so you are a physical therapist, and uh, you treat high-profile athletes, business people as well, and you got a new book out, Sit Up Straight, Future-Proof Your Body Against Chronic Pain with 12 Simple Movements. What's your approach to physical therapy like? Like, What are you doing that's different from, you know, say if someone went to physical therapist, how would your approach be different from a lot of other physical therapists? Yeah, so like a simple analogy I always use is, you know, everybody here understands understands skin, muscle, and bones. And also, there's this fourth component called fascia that not a lot of people understand or are even aware of. But for whatever reason in the industry, they they split up the rehab industry and skin, muscle, bones. So skin is massage therapist, bone is chiropractor, and muscle is physical therapist. And then in terms of fascia, no one even, there's no profession that really specifically focuses on the fascia. And we can talk about the fascia later, but you know, if you have an issue when it could, let's say you have knee pain or you have low back pain, most of the time it's a composite, actually not all the time is a composite situation. It's like, is it, is your issue 30% skin, 30% bone, 10% fascia, or is it like, you know, 50% muscle, 10% this, 10% that you, you get what I mean? So then yeah. Because it's like a composite situation, 
Um, but we're all we're only trained in one one domain in the industry. So you know, as a physical therapist growing up, every every issue that I would encounter, I would always try to either strengthen it or stretch it. So it would I would always be focused on the muscle because that's how they were they were training me. Um, and if I was a chiropractor, I would probably approach that same issue with you know manipulations, joint manipulations, or bone manipulations. And if I was a massage therapist, I would just basically try to rub the pain away, quote unquote. So that, that, you know, just growing up in the physical industry, seeing tons of tons of patients, I started realizing like, hey, if if the person was dominantly a muscle issue, I would be the greatest solve ever. But if it was anything remotely out of my domain, I would have no idea how to fix it. But I always knew there was a, a, a way to fix it. So in that process, what I, I would say did different, but to me, it was just common sense, is I essentially just want to train with uh, different chiros. I want to train with different massage therapists. I want to train with obviously other physical therapists. And I just started um, learning about just the whole art of healing in general. And yeah, and I just dove myself in that in that whole um, field. And in the process, I essentially created my own version of therapy, which is kind of just like mixed martial rehab, you know? All right. So, so you're taking you're taking things from different domains and, and applying it in an all-in-one thing, depending on what the person needs, right? So it's like if you, they come Ex- to you, exactly. Yeah, if they come to you. It's a muscle issue. Well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do some strengthening. If it's a, a joint issue, we'll do something else with that. Um, yes. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about the fascia because I think that's really interesting. I want to bring that circle that up, but I want to talk about the, let's get into your book because uh, this book set up straight seems like it was written in response to the pandemic because. With the pandemic, people started. A lot of people started working from home, and you started noticing people coming to you with different issues that you hadn't seen before. Maybe you've seen before, but not as not as frequently. How did the pandemic affect people's bodies, and like what type of ailments did you see more of in your clinics? Yeah, I mean, in general, you know, the crazy stat is the average desk worker sits about, on average, fifteen hours a day. So from sitting at work to sitting at home, watching TV or hanging out on the couch, um, which is insane if you think about it. And then during the pandemic, they sat two hours longer than that. So people on average were sitting 17 hours a day. Um, So, you know, if you're sleeping uh, seven hours, that's pretty much your whole day, (laughs) you know. So it's crazy how much people were physically inactive during COVID as well. So that exacerbated a lot of issues like, you know, uh, back pain, neck pain, I would say were, were the two main ones that showed up even more. Um, and also because at their office, they had really good setups. Um, at home, they were working from seats that were too low or slumped on the couch or working on in their bed. Um, and this caused all these issues to show up in their bodies. Okay. So you had a lot of things going on. First, people were just sitting poorly because they didn't have an ergonomic setup at home. They were just making do with what they had. I mean, I know, you know, I've, I work from home and sometimes I'll be on the couch and I'll kind of be slumped over and I'm like, this is not good for me. Uh, they're doing that a lot more, but also just being inactive, likely weakened muscles that we use to support ourselves. And so you probably, that's why you saw more back issues because people's backs were weak because they weren't using them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, okay. The pandemic's got a lot people got a lot of issues and what you do with what's kind of interesting with your practice is when someone comes to you for a physical therapy visit, the first thing you do is you ask them, well, let me look at, let me look at your posture. Um, a lot of times when you go to a physical therapist office, they just want to know like what's hurting. And then they just look at the thing that's hurting. Right. So if you have a knee issue, they're going to look at your knee right away. You do, you're going to get to the knee, 
But the first thing you're gonna do is like, well, I want to just stand up. Let me see how you stand. Why look at the posture? Like, how can our, how can looking at someone's posture help you figure out what's causing pain downstream? Yeah, I mean, Brett, you know, if you walk into a room and you see there's water on the ground, do you necessarily just okay? Sure, you're gonna clean the water on the ground, but then what? What are you looking at next? You're gonna be like, where? Where did the water come from? And then next thing you know, you're going to look up at the ceiling, then you're going to start looking in the pipes and you're going to start tracing back where the water came from. You don't just scrub the water away and then wait there. And then, you know, two hours later, there's more water again and you keep scrubbing the water nonstop and you just stop there. <laughs> you know, next thing you know, there's definitely a pipe that's broken in, in, in the room somewhere and that's causing water to build up at this area that you keep cleaning. I look at pain the same way. Someone comes in, their knee hurts, to tell you the truth. Most of the time when their knee hurts, it's probably the last thing I look at if it's if it's not like a acute, like um, like a tra- traumatic injury. Like if, if someone didn't hit your knee, I probably wouldn't look at your knee first. If you came in from like, hey, listen, I've been running for a while and my knee hurts, I'd probably start looking at your foot or start looking at your hip because um, your knee is probably doing too much. It's probably taking the brunt of the load because it's the only thing that's operating properly. And that's what a lot of people don't think about. You know, I always use this this uh, this analogy when, you know, back in the days when I was in high school or, or even grade school, I would be, you know, were you ever part of uh, group projects, Brad? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So group, you, you know, you're part of a group project, you get assigned a, a team and then there's all, there's always one guy doing more work than everyone else. Right. You know, <laughs> there's one guy doing more work and there's like one guy that's slacking and there's maybe like two people that's like, let's say mid range. Let's say there's four people. Essentially. The person who works the most is essentially the one who gets the most trauma and stress on his body. Agreed? Agreed, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Because he has the, yeah, exactly. So because he has the most workload um, versus the other people that are not doing as much work, you need, you know, in order, for example, let's say the person that does the most workload is the knee. So then the hip and ankle are not operating properly. In order for me to solve your issue, I don't strengthen the guy who does the most work. You know, I go to the other lazy guys, the slackers, and I go, hey, wake up. It's time to like contribute to the team. And that's honestly has helped me solve so many issues just thinking like that. Well, so let's say someone's got bad posture. What, what are some typical ways you see the body compensate for that bad posture? And how does that create problems? Yeah. You know, when I look at someone's posture, it essentially just tells me where you spend most of your time. It's where you're most comfortable. If you like to slouch a lot over time, as you 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 keep slouching, as you're sitting for you know 15 hours a day, that slouch posture is going to translate into you, you walking slouch. It's going to start translating to you, you know, uh, modifying your center of mass more forward, for example. So, all these little things, you know, when I look at you, your body, I can start seeing how you like to use your body. So, you know, let's say for example, you like to sit more more on the left side on your left butt cheek over time your rib cage is going to start tilting to the right so you're going to start getting squished in the right side of your body because you're always leaning into your right um leaning into the right side of your body but like putting all your weight in your left butt cheek so if you stand up you're naturally going to have a scrunched appearance on the right side of your rib cage so imagine if you carry that into like squatting when you're squatting and you're loading your 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 body that's going to start creating issues in your lower back because your rib cage is going to be tilted because of all this time you've been spent sitting down on the couch a certain way and it starts translating into your exercises. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I know like with shoulders, a lot of times people like have their shoulders like rounded 
And that just causes things to get tight in your back and even in your chest, like your chest muscles are going to be kind of scrunched forward and it's just going to get used to that. And so a lot of people get, you know, problems with their, you know, pec tear, um, when they're doing a bench press because pretty much all day they're, they got their shoulders slumped forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then even the shoulders slumped forward to add a little bit nuance to that, it's essentially a lot of times, not only is it from the shoulder, but it's also from this place called the thoracic spine, which is your mid back. And from slouching all the time, um, naturally your thoracic spine, the mid, the middle part of your back starts bending forward, flexing forward. And that starts locking up your shoulder in that position. So in order to fix rounded shoulders, it's not only important to, to work on the, so, the shoulders, but also important to realign your thoracic spine. Well, another issue you talk about with bad posture, oftentimes when people have that sort of rounded upper back, kind of slumped like a caveman, it, that mm-hmm. causes your hips to go forward as well. So you kind of have that out of, out of alignment as well. And that can cause problems when you're walking or running. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, just for you um, to understand simple mechanics, like when you're sitting, you're essentially posterior tilting your pelvis, which is essentially, it's, uh, it's like you're, you're tucking your, your, your pelvis under you. And then that in turn will cause your thoracic spine to, to slouch. That in turn will cause your head to come forward. And also from a foot perspective, it will naturally cause your foot to supinate, which is essentially crunch, um, go into a high arch position. So all of those things start giving you that hunchback of Notre Dame look that we all don't want. <laughs> right, right. No. And then, but yeah, it, it looks bad, but also it can cause a lot of problems if you're physically active. Um, like that's why you might, you start running and you're like, man, my hip feels out of whack. Well, it's probably cause your posture has been bad all day. Of course, because you're loading, you're loading in a unaligned position and that causes, um, compensation patterns because you still want to get from point A to point B. Um, you know, and if you're mentally tough, you push yourself through the pain and next thing you know, you have, you know, plantar fasciitis, you have hip issues, you have you know, neck issues, all these things. Well, another thing that's uh, contributed, we've probably caused different problems that we didn't exist. I mean, they existed, but not as frequently 25, 30 years ago, uh, was with smartphones, people have this thing that you call tech neck. Uh, mm-hmm. What's tech neck? Well, tech neck is just simply, uh, you know, this thing called forward head posture, which essentially over time, your, your chin just starts to drift forward and you start developing this bump in the back of your neck. And you essentially are moving, you start rotating and moving your neck from the top part of your spine um, and not having any motion in the lower part of your spine, in your neck, sorry, lower cervical, which is the lower part of your neck. That causes a lot of, uh, you know, issues, headaches, can cause, um, you know, nerve irritation. That can also cause so many, so many, so many issues. Your neck can cramp when you're driving. Let's say you're checking your blind spot and you're stuck in a tech neck position. And when you rotate, because it's not optimal rotation, you can start uh, pulling on your muscles of the neck. So many things can happen from tech neck. So definitely something to, to um, work on overall. Okay. So generally people have bad posture. They're slumped forward. That can cause issues in your shoulders, your neck, your middle of your back. Lower back pain as well cause issue in your hips. That's so that's like why you look at just when someone comes to you, it's like let me let me see just stand and let me see how you sit, um, because that that bad posture can cause your body to compensate in ways that uh, is unhealthy. Let's talk about this. What does good posture look like then? Like if someone, because I think when people typically think like good posture, they think like you're you're like military straight, uh, but it's not that right. 
Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, good posture is essentially just effortless movement. Even when I talk about posture, I talk about like, I don't really believe that there's static posture. It's essentially everything's just dynamic. Even when you're standing still, quote unquote still, there's always a, a shift that's happening where your, your, your muscles are constantly holding you in that quote unquote still position. So even when you're sitting, is dynamic, even if you're trying to be as still as possible. So good posture to me is like making sure that you can move well, um, giving your current body and you can move pain-free and you have to be aligned. So you have to be essentially, um, you know, when you're sitting, for example, sit at a 90 to 110 degree angle with your eyesights, like being able to look forward and not necessarily down or up. Let's say you're at your workspace, your head should be in line with your shoulder and body. There should be no rounding of the shoulders. Your shin, your chin should not be poked out. Your elbow should be give or take at 90 degrees so you don't end up having irritation in your ulnar nerve. And, you know, your feet should be making contact with the ground. And one of the main things about, quote unquote, good posture is over time, I want you to be able to sit up straight. Sit up straight is almost like the, the pinnacle that you want to work towards. And obviously, for most people, trying to sit up straight is going to be effortful for them. So, because of very, you know, maybe they're not strong enough to do it. Maybe they're not, they're too tight. Uh, maybe they're not trained well enough. Maybe their body won't allow them to, and they're naturally more comfortable in the slouching position. And that's okay. But over time, we want to eventually make you be able to attain those positions. And when it comes to like movement and, and good posture in general, like you can, everyone can generally tell. Like, you ever watched the Olympics, uh, Brett? Of course. Uh, you know, you've seen like, yeah, exactly. So you ever seen really good athletes move or gymnasts move? There, there's so much effortlessness in their movement, in how they stand, in how they they move their arms, move their legs, you know, do backflips and stuff like that. And that just comes with, with good training. And it's the same thing for sitting. Like you should be um, over over time, you should be training to sit properly. It's not about like oh, all of a sudden you you just have to be aware of it, and then your body will allow you to sit up straight. It doesn't work that way. No, yeah, you you lay out some cues for uh, good posture generally. So I think the uh, and there's some good ones you can just follow here. You, your ears are aligned over your shoulders, so you don't have like the tech neck thing going on. Uh, your shoulders are aligned above your hips, and when you're sitting down, you you want to be looking straight forward, not down at your monitor. This means you might have to elevate your monitor with some books or a, a stand of some sort. Um, and you get this nice cue too if you if you feel like you just want to become aware of your posture, roll back your shoulders. Because that will get rid of that slump you have, and you don't have to be super tight about it. Just kind of just a simple rollback. And I've I've been doing that. I'll just throughout the day I'll be knows like I'm gonna roll, my shoulders crunch crunch forward. Yes, just roll back that shoulders, and that does a lot to just open things up. Yeah, and also um, this is like a little simple trick. You, you should also watch out where your um, elbows are or where your wrists are because sometimes if your wrists are kind of bent backwards in extension because of like your workspace, then you end up getting like carpal tunnel. No. Yeah. You gotta be careful of this workstation. I had last, I'm going to say September through I'm still, it's, it's almost cleared up. I had the worst case of tennis elbow ever. And oh, it was, no. it was in both elbows. So it started off in my left and then a month later, my right. And I was like, what is going on here? And I think it was just my, how I had my arms rested on my my desk like it was just there it was something was off and i think it just it caused um it's like that sort of repetitive strain i had my elbows were in extension a lot and it just caused the uh, tennis elbow and it, it's it stunk it was not fun yeah definitely not fun um and yeah um the way that you were leaning your elbows on your desk would probably just irritating the nerve in your elbow 
We're going to take a quick break for your word from our sponsors. Wedding season is coming up, and if you are preparing for the big day, I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day. Wear a custom made-to-measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer a free plant consultation forever. So I use Fast Growing Trees to order not an indoor tree, but an outdoor tree. There is an oak tree that was in our front yard that died a few years ago due to heat stress. Had to cut it down. There's been a blank spot that I wanted to put another tree there. I wanted a maple tree that turned bright red during the fall. And I went on Fast Growing Trees, found the tree that fit the criteria that I was looking for. Turns bright red. It's a maple tree that turns bright red in the fall. So if you want to try Fast Growing Trees, right now they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when they use code MANLINESS at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using code MANLINESS at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code MANLINESS, offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture that thing you've always wanted to learn. All right, you got that in your head? Now picture learning it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world. That's what you get with Masterclass. This year, learn from the best, become your best with Masterclass. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors, and many of these instructors are former AOM podcast guests. You can learn negotiation from Chris Voss, leadership skills from Jocko Willink, how to master your habits with James Clear. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. 
So recently I went through the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss, a lot of useful information in there, talked about the value of known in negotiation, how to use your body language and speech patterns to get your best out of a negotiation. Very well done. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Right now, listeners of our podcast can get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash AOM. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash AOM. Masterclass.com slash AOM. Check out the Masterclass on Negotiation with Chris Voss. And now back to the show. Okay, so general posture, you want uh, just, you don't have to be like military straight, but it's just kind of everything in alignment, uh, whether you're standing or sitting. If you're sitting, you want to make sure your 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 feet are flat on the floor, knees are 90 degrees, because that can cause, if that's not, if you're not sitting sitting right, not only have to worry about the back stuff, but you have to deal worry about the hip issues as well. Like what happens, how do how does the way we sit all day affect our hips? Yeah, I mean, if you're sitting all day, you're essentially in a, a flex, uh, your hips are always in a flex position. So therefore you start to lose the ability to extend your hip. And, you know, when you're doing anything, <laughs> you need good hip extension. You know, whether you're doing a hip thrust at the gym or you're, you're running, you know, walking is all about having good hip extension. Running is all about having good hip extension. Um, anything when it comes to sports, you need good hip extension. So imagine if you're spending 15, 17 hours during COVID, <laughs> hip flex, over time, your body starts losing that extension. And that's just in the, this thing called the sagittal plane, which is like front to back. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're sitting and you're slouching to one side, you're, you know, you're leaning to one side that starts causing issues side to side. You start losing your ability to bend, bend sideways. So, so yeah, that's definitely um, can affect how you perform in sports or how you, you know, walk around, how you run, how you do anything. Uh, so there's been a lot of talk lately about uh, sitting being the new smoking and that people need, and I think people went out and they bought standing desk and or treadmill desk. And so they're just standing the entire day. They're walking while they're working, but you make the case that, okay, yeah, standing while working is, is good for you, but standing all the time, probably not. What's going on there? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's like the, the key to everything is just movement. You got to move a lot. Ideally, ideally, this is obviously in a perfect world and it will never happen. But ideally, you should be you should only be sitting for like 30 minutes at a time. So, you know, in a typical like eight hour workday, you should be sitting for four hours and walking for four hours and essentially breaking up the sitting and standing every 30 minutes. That's essentially in a perfect world. But you know, similar to sitting, you know, if you're standing all day, it's, it's the same thing because naturally when you stand, you're going to start, um, A, being immobile. Two, you're going to start leaning more to one leg or, or more to the other. And you're going to essentially develop these standing, these versions of standing slouching that you will naturally start to do. Uh, standing leaning, actually, I, w- I should say. And I remember, I forget exactly the study, but I remember reading a study where they said like the ideal ratio of Standing to sitting should be give or take like for every hour of sitting, you should do like one, one to three hours of standing. So, which is essentially what I was saying earlier, which is, yeah, you should be sitting for max half your day. Okay. So I guess, the, so you want to alternate. So maybe sit for, sit for 30 minutes and then move to a standing position for 30 minutes and then yes, sit 30. Exactly. Yeah, yes. the standing all day thing. Um, how you if you stand all the time, you develop uh, imbalances as well. I'm thinking back to when I was a waiter, 
and you're on your feet all day and you're, you're walking when it's busy, you're moving a lot. But I remember like when it was dead, you just, I'd find these weird positions to like lean <laughs> Yeah, totally. and I just, it would just, my lower back would hurt. It was not pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you would probably just lean more on one leg, you know, and then lean into your hip and then you would just contort or you would like lean against the table probably when you're standing or let's say you're at the host, you're at the hostess bar or not, sorry, the hostess, uh, the front desk situation. Yeah. You'd probably like put your elbows on it and just lean and then figure out new ways to be, be more quote unquote comfortable. And you know, you do that for again, eight hours standing or sitting. It's the same thing. Uh, with the standing desk, you also recommend, uh, you know, to set up things where you can kind of rest your foot. So can you lift up your leg a bit? So you put your, you're resting your foot, like on a stack of books, for example. Yes. Why, why yes. what's going on there? Why do that? Yeah. So the whole point is if you want to stand properly, you want to just level your pelvis. So you don't want to allow like a side to side dip. So when you put your foot up on, 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 uh, you know, on a stack of books, it automatically levels your pelvis and doesn't allow you to essentially cheat and slouch in, in, in that, in that, um, in that position. Gotcha. So, yeah. So similarly, if you're sitting down and you want to make sure that your pelvis doesn't roll back and forth, uh, back and forth, or for you to assume like a, a slouch position, having a bottle of water in the back of your um, chair while you're sitting or like a lumbar support is, is great. Okay. So to recap here, you, for the sitting standing desk, don't want to stand all the time, alternate between sitting and standing while you're doing that maintain good posture. So ears above shoulders, shoulders above hips, it should be comfortable. If you're first starting out trying to correct your posture, it's going to be uncomfortable because you're not used to it, but you want to get to the point where it just feels, it feels natural. Another thing I want to talk about, like, okay, let's talk about the, uh, the tech neck, right? So people, when they're looking at their smartphone, a lot of times people are spending time on their smartphone or a tablet. Is there a better way to hold your phone when you're looking at it? So you don't get that tech neck. Yeah. I would say essentially just, you know, if you can't avoid looking down at your phone, which is kind of hard, you can essentially put the phone in front of you, like hold it right in front of you at eye level. It looks a little bit, you know, crazy when you do it in, in a group of people, but um, it'll definitely be way better for your neck. And then, or if you want to keep looking down at your phone, what you want to do is maybe, you know, every 15 minutes that you do that, you want to maybe see reset and just do a few chin tucks or just like move your neck around to kind of like oil it up essentially. What about the way you hold your phone? I know a lot of people, they get like smartphone thumb or their wrist, wrist pain because they just, they hold their phone in a weird way and it just causes pain. Anything there? Have you, yeah. have you had that? Have you seen that issue? Uh, yeah, but I think it's more like with people who either buy phones that are like too big for them, Okay, you know, so they, 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 they kind of have to like twist their arm a certain way to like type in the phone. And then also in terms of a tip for you, you were saying like, I think like a lot of people, like they, they use one hand. I think like using two hands is way easier for, 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 um, for your thumb, for both, uh, sorry, to, for like thumb health. So cradling your phone with two hands and then using your, your two thumbs to type is probably the best way. Versus typing with one hand. Right. And maybe just use your phone less. <laughs> That's, that'll probably help. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or maybe yeah. use your phone. Yeah, maybe just use your phone less. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so uh, moving more, moving from a uh, sitting position to a standing position throughout the day, practicing good posture. I mean, this will go a long way to helping people future-proof their bodies. But some people, because of years of just sitting improperly, um, being immobile, they need a few extra exercises to help correct 
those years of bad posture. And you highlight 12 of them in your book. Um, and it's all about, and they're about increasing mobility, not necessarily flexibility. Uh, what's the difference between mobility and flexibility? Mobility is how much like your muscles can move in that given range under your control. So right now, if you're laying down on your back and you, you bring your knee up to your chest without using your hands, you're going to go only as far, right? That's essentially mobility because you're using your muscles to bring your knee to your chest. But then if you use your hands and you start pulling your, your knee to your chest, you probably can go further. And that's your full range of motion, which is that's, that's your flexibility. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. What role does fascia play in mobility? Let's circle back to fascia. Yeah, so fascia fascia is the wrapping. So, you know, when you look at, um, let's say you cut an orange in half. You cut an orange in half and then you look at the slices. What's What delineates those slices is yeah. this white part. Yeah. Right? So the white part is essentially the fascia. If you were to take all that white stuff out, the slices would just fall over and just not be stuck together. So... A lot of people call fascia the organ of structure because it essentially gives you st- structure. It helps you organize and delineate like your muscles in your body. And it's also used for like force transmission. So as you're moving your arms and stuff like that, the force gets transmitted through the fascia. And essentially the fascia is like, if the fascia gets quote unquote tight, it starts, it's like, it's a wrapping around your body. And then that now stops you from moving through your range of motion because Imagine like you're just in a tight wetsuit, like you can't move as well, or like a straight jacket. That's kind of how it feels over time as your fascia hardens because you, um, you know, you sit for too long in a certain position, for example. Got it. And so what these mobility exercises do, it helps kind of keeps everything greased up. Yes, essentially. Yeah, it helps keep everything greased up. Fascia is living, living tissue. So as you move through uh, motion, it starts unwinding it and it starts, quote unquote, loosening it. Well, let's talk about some of these mobility exercises. Like you said, there's 12 of them. Let's highlight a few. Let's say uh, someone's got some a, a serious case of tech neck. So they're, you know, all the time, even if they're not looking at their phone, they're, they've got sort of the chin forward. It just doesn't look good. And they've got some neck issues. Is there a good exercise for that that can help uh, correct that? Yeah. So I'd say the most simple one is uh, called a chin tuck. Um, so I'm really bad at explaining. <laughs> yeah, just walk me through. Like, imagine like you're, I'm here with you. Like I'm going to do the chin tuck. Okay, perfect. So you're you're gonna be sitting up straight, right? Um, you know, shoulders aligned with your pelvis, your feet firmly flat against the the floor. And what you're gonna do is you're going to retract your chin. So someone's trying to touch your chin, and you're basically doing like a turtle, and you're just retracting your. Gotcha. You're moving your chin away from them. Yeah, I'm doing so that. So you're giving yourself a double chin. Yeah. No. Yeah. I can I can feel it in the back of my neck. Exactly. So that's essentially stretching out. Uh, the top part of your your neck. Okay, and so like, how often do you just do you is, do you do you hold it? Is it like a like a typical stretch, or are you actually doing a full range of motion? Yeah, so I would probably do full range of motion. I would probably stop for like a two to three second hold, and then repeat that like five times. You know, you can do that kind of every hour. Okay. Five five reps, keep it easy. Okay, I like that. Um, what about movements to help the tight shoulders? So that you know, someone's been sitting down all day and they've got the. I, I'm really bad at this. I've got really tight shoulders, and it it affects my 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 weightlifting because it, it when I do a bench press, my chest is really tight. Uh, getting under the bar for a squat, it's really tight because uh, my sh- shoulders are slumped forward all the time. Any exercises to help open up those tight shoulders? 
Yeah. So when it comes to the shoulders, I would always also target the thoracic spine, which is your mid back. So what I would do is I would take my arms. Okay. Imagine you're sitting. So these are all for sitting. Okay. So you're, you're sitting down, right? And then you're going to, you're going to take your, your hands and you're going to basically put your arms out in like a cross position, like as if you're, you're in a cross position. Yeah, I got it. And your palms, your palms are going to be pointed upwards to the ceiling. Got it. Right. So it's like, Hey, someone's trying to come hug you. You're like, Hey, (laughs) my arms are out. Right. And from here, what you're going to do is, you know, you're going to start trying to, you're going to try to point your palms towards the back of the, your, um, the wall behind you. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. going to rotate your palms back, right? And then you're going to have your palms face the wall behind you. And naturally, when you do that, you're going to notice that your thoracic spine starts lifting up. Right. You notice that? Yeah, I'm noticing that. Yeah. Exactly. So then, if, and if you rotate your palms downwards towards the ground, right, mm-hmm. you're going to notice that naturally it's going to start, you're going to start going into slouching. Right. Slouching position. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing that right now. Yes, exactly. So you're going to do that back and forth. So you're going from a slouch position with your arms internally rotated, and you're going to externally rotate your arms, and then you're going to start extending your spine. That's nice. So how many how, how many reps do you do that for? Same thing. I would say five reps. Keep it easy. Okay. A lot of these things, it's just more about adding movement in your life versus like trying to exercise. It's not like a three three sets of ten thing. Okay. Okay. So this is something you can just do throughout the day. Like you like you're. I need yeah. some movement. I'm going to do this. Yeah, think think about like movement snacks. Your body your okay. body just creates movement. So you give like it a little that. snack here, just move a little bit. I like that. You I know? like movement. Here's my movement. Yeah. I'm doing that right now. Okay, let's talk about yeah. uh, tight hips. So a lot of people got tight hips because they sit down, uh, often usually poorly. Any movements to alleviate tight hips when you're working? Yeah. So um, for this one, I would say you definitely need to stand up. Okay, I'm standing. Okay, so as you're standing, so what you want to do is you want to go into split stance. Got it. Okay, so you're in a split stance, and from here you want to. Uh, which leg is back, Brett? Uh, my left. My left leg is back. Okay, your left leg is back. Great. So now we're gonna. If your left leg is is back, it means we're working on your left hip flexor. Okay. Okay, and then from here, what you're gonna do is you're going to work work on shifting your weight forward and back. So you're gonna be okay. bending your right knee. Yeah. And as yeah, you're yeah. bending your right knee, you're gonna be shifting your weight forward. You feel that? I can feel that. Yeah. Great. And then you want to try to keep your left foot on the ground planted. Should I feel a little bit of st- like calf stretch in the left? Yes, absolutely. You're going to okay. feel a little bit of a calf stretch as well. Great. And and now what you're going to do is you're going to take your left hand and you're going to reach for the ceiling. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So as you're, as you're shifting your weight back and forth, you're trying to reach for the ceiling with your left hand and you're going to feel a huge stretch. Um, a mix of your calf and also your, your front hip flexor. Yeah, I'm feeling that. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to let go of the, um, you know, if you want to go on the ball of your foot, you could, it's going to start focusing more on your hip flexors only. Let me try that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. I like that. Yes, exactly. And you want to keep that leg, that back leg straight at all times as much as possible. Okay. So that's for the, the hips. And again, you, you, this is something you can do like, okay, I need a little snack break. I need a, I need a movement snack. I'm going to do this. Yep. Yes, and you, absolutely. And you exactly. might get funny looks from your colleagues, but you can just, they might actually, oh, that actually looks good. I'm going to join you. Yeah. I think, I actually think people will be like, oh my God, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I look like I need that. <laughs> uh, what about a lot of people have lower back pain? Any movements there to help with the lower back pain? Yeah. So for lower back pain, um, you can definitely do, um, so same position. So you're in a, a, a split stance. Right. 
And what you're going to do is whenever people have lower back pain, I always look to the hip first. So they probably have tight hips generally. Right. Um, so from here, you're in the split stance. So let's say you retain that same position. You have your left leg back, right leg forward right. in a split stance. What I want you to do is as you're shifting your weight forward, you're going to be point pushing your right glute towards the wall away from you. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to take that your right hand and you're going to you're going to try to reach for the left side of the wall. Sorry, the opposite side. Right. right. Away from your glute. Right? Yeah. So that naturally is going to start um yeah. pushing your hips towards the wall. You're going to naturally start feeling a huge stretch in your right glute. That's not I like that a lot. It feels good. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So the, uh, those are like just three. And again, I like how it is like, you don't have to, a lot of times people think when they have to do rehab or prehab, they think they have to set aside an hour to make this happen. And you're saying, no, you don't have to do that. Just do this throughout your day. Yeah, exactly. Let's say you're sitting, let's say you're sitting for um, an hour. You're probably doing this for like a good five minutes in total and that you're good. That's it. That's good. Um, beyond these movements. Okay. Let's say you want to set aside some time right? We just, you, you want to work on future proofing your body. What's something that someone could do, I don't know, like for 15 minutes after a workout that can help, that can go a long way to preventing some of these issues that come from bad posture. I, I mean, like I have the whole routine set out in my book. So like you would be doing that routine once, once a day or twice a day. Um, the entire 12 exercise sequence is going to take you about like 10 to 15 minutes. If you're doing one set per exercise. Gotcha. Um, and if, if you're, if, and if you're really, you know, if you're really busy, I would say actually that the three exercises that I gave you are probably the main three I would do. That's Very nice. simple. What about a uh, foam rolling? What's your take on foam rolling? Is that useful? Yeah. Yeah. Foam rolling is good. Uh, it definitely warms up your nervous system and yeah, it just allows like transient, like it gives you a period of time where you can move better. And in that period of time, you can access more range of motion and it just helps you. It's a good warm up, I'd say. Yeah. So you do do foam rolling as a warm up. Yes, absolutely. As a warm up for sure. Okay. And I mean, as you said, like this, like this stuff isn't rocket science. Like if you just, okay, you again, work on moving more, focus on your posture, uh, do some of these corrective exercises throughout the day. And it's not going to like, it could be overnight, but it's going to, it's going to be one of those things as you do this more and more, uh, you're going to start seeing the benefits come to you. Like it just has to become part of your, your routine. Uh, Absolutely. It's just, you know, when it comes to like, uh, dental hygiene, you don't, how, how do you get nice teeth over time? You, you got to brush your teeth every day. Right. You know, you don't, you don't automatically assume I'm going to brush my teeth one time and never have to do it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I when wish it comes it to way. like re- resetting the level of dirt in your body, it's the same thing. You shower every day, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Well, a lot of people didn't do that during the pandemic either. They just, I guess they went to go- <laughs> it was called goblin mode where you just kind of not bathe yeah, yeah, and totally. just wear your sweatpants. Totally. Well, Vin, this has been a great conversation. Where can people go to learn more about the book and your work? Yeah, so they can um, go to myodetox.com, which is my brand of clinics, or they can go to my IG, which is Vinny Rehab, V-I-N-N-I-E-R-E-H-A-B. And they can also pick up my book, Sit Up Straight, which is in stores now and Amazon and everywhere. So, Fantastic. Well, Vin Pham, thanks for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Brett. My guest there is Vin Pham. He's the author of the book, Sit Up Straight. It's available on amazon.com and bookstores everywhere. Check out our show notes at aom.is slash posture. We find links to resources and we delve deeper into this topic.
Well, that wraps up another edition of the AOM Podcast. Make sure to check out our website at artofmanliness.com where you find our podcast archives as well as thousands of articles written over the years about pretty much anything you think of. And if you'd like to enjoy ad-free episodes of the AOM Podcast, you can do so on Stitcher Premium. Head over to stitcherpremium.com, sign up, use code MANLESS to check out for a free month trial. Once you're signed up, download the Stitcher app on Android iOS and you can start enjoying ad-free episodes of the AOM Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, I'd appreciate if you take one minute to give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps out a lot. If you've done that already, thank you. Please consider sharing the show with a friend or family member who thinks we get something out of it. As always, thanks for continued support. Until next time, it's Brett McKay. Remind you on listening to one podcast, but put what you've heard into action. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.